I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. I don't know if we're still held hostage or not. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Chris Carlin along with Frederick Marcus Coleman today. Hello, Freddie. I didn't realize you changed my government name from Freddie Dwayne Coleman to Frederick Marcus Coleman. But what's going on, CC? How's everything, man? Everything's great, and it's great to have you here. We've got so much to get into today. With you-know-who. And so much more beyond that as well with the tournament, with the NBA, all of it, and of course the rest of NFL free agency, Freddie. But we begin with Aaron Rodgers. America held hostage. You know, these things are just out of my control. By Aaron Rodgers. Day 66. (laughs) So I don't know if we could still call it being held hostage because, yes, he did emerge. He did speak. The white smoke is coming out of Southern California. (laughs) And, Freddie, let's just hear from him and his words on where he's at right now. And, in fact, that the fact that this decision was made for him as to whether or not he was going to play about a week ago. The decision, I think, was made in my mind whether or not I was able to admit at that point. Uh, really on that Tuesday, I wanted to play. Um, and then it was, uh, you know, how is my body uh, feeling? Is it going to be able to hold up? So at this point, as I sit here, you know, I think since Friday, uh, I made it clear that my intention was to play and my intention was to play for the New York Jets. So yeah. that was, of course, from the Pat McAfee show where he was on for a good hour and had plenty of room to get his story out there and control his narrative. And Freddie, you know, for me, that's what this was about. He mm-hmm. doesn't want anybody else ever speaking for him. And you find out he wants to play for the Jets, but he also uh, says none of this is in my hands right now. This all has to do with the Packers and making a deal. And I'll tell you one thing he did brilliantly, Freddie is that he removed any leverage that the Packers may have thought they had in a trade discussion yeah. very quickly from the from this from this possibility. Because, Chris, we've known this time and time again with Aaron Rodgers. It is his world and everybody's living in it. And he clearly understands the power that he has, no matter what he says or what he does or what he does not say and what he does not do. It's no coincidence that he decided to wait until Wednesday, the day that the league year gets started, an hour from now, in the National Football League to say, hey, I was 90% retired, but now it's at 10% and I'm going to play and it's my intention to play for the Jets and all these other things. Aaron Rodgers has always been good because he's the 21st century celebrity, Chris. He knows exactly how to make it all about him. He knows how to maximize that to make it all about him. And the Packers could have been sick and tired of it. But I wondered if he had gone on the Pat McAfee show today and he said, you know what? I'm good. I want to stay in Green Bay. Can you imagine how Twitter would have melted if he decided to go that route and now the Packers would have been in a more awkward situation? Aaron Rodgers is not going to let anybody control his narrative, and he has been extremely good at that, to use your words, holding the country hostage for the last 66 days, <laughs> waiting to see exactly what his future in 2023 is going to look like. Look, it, it, he's been brilliant at it, and this was 
this isn't my fault. I don't know what everybody's getting all nuts about. This has to do with the Packers. They're the ones who want this. Mm-hmm. They don't, not me. But then when he's he was actually asked later on, well, would you be back in Green Bay if you know if they hadn't said this? Eh, I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. You know exactly. Mm-hmm. Listen, he wanted out as much as the Packers did. He's trying to put as much blame on them as he can. But yep. here's my problem. Okay, um, Freddie, he goes out of his way to talk about what he is in Green Bay's history, which is fine. I I Mm -hmm. wouldn't say he said anything um, irresponsible when he said, I'm arguably the best player in the history of the franchise. Arguably, he's certainly right there. Right. But just think about that for a second. You're the Green Bay Packers, and this is one of the two or three greatest players in the history of your franchise and has been the face of your franchise for 10 to 15 years. And now you are fed up. You're done. You want to move on because you haven't gotten nearly enough in return for the aggravation that has been caused over the last couple of years. Right. At what point does Aaron Rodgers ever look in the mirror and say, maybe some of this is me? Well, it depends on if he's in the Prince of Darkness. Then he can't see the mirror, so he has to guess and what's going to be. Right. He's going to have to guess what that's going to be, but he's never going to do that because I always, I've always used the term, Chris, with him, prickly personality. He has a very prickly personality, and the minute that he became the Aaron Rodgers, the great quarterback, all of a sudden that made it was a paradigm shift for him, and the Green Bay Packers allowed him to be that way. They allowed him to do whatever he wanted. I go back to the whole COVID situation where there wasn't a soul out there. No anonymous sources saying, hey, you know, Aaron Rodgers completely, completely going uh, and follow the rules in terms of COVID protocols with the Green Bay Packers and the National Football League. Not one person said a word about that. That told me all I needed to know what kind of power he had the Green Bay Packers. And the Packers want their team back. To go what you just said about they were being fed up, they got sick and tired. of It was Aaron Rodgers and everybody else, the Green Bay Packers, and they were powerless to keep him from saying and doing whatever he wanted each and every Tuesday in the Pat McAfee show or to this reporter, to that reporter. The Packers wanted their team back. And Aaron Rodgers said, fine, you'll get your team back, but I'm going to do it on my terms. And if you're going to trade me, then I'm putting all the pressure on you. He knows exactly how to play that power game because no NFL player has been able to do it like this since Aaron Rodgers decided that, hey, you want Jordan Love? You're drafting my successor? Watch what I do. That's when he became that Aaron Rodgers, and nobody has that kind of power among any player in the National Football League right now. Well, here he is playing more of that game on the Pat McAfee Show. Everything that I was told in the week that I was in Green Bay was – Take as long as you want. We want you to retire, Packer. You know, you want to come back and play. Obviously, the door is wide open. So that was the information that I was going that was, that I was going on. Now, when I came out of the darkness, something changed. I'm not exactly sure what that was, but something changed. I got back to my phone after five days off of it, you know, hundreds of text messages and emails and all different things. Um, I realized that there had been a little bit of a shift. It was crazy. I had no idea it was going to go this way. Something, first of all, just to hear him say the phrase, when I came out of the darkness, something yeah. changed. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. as absurd as it is. But, Freddie, <laughs> we've known about this since before the darkness. We've known about this. Since the end of the season. We've known about this since before the end of the season. Nothing changed. Right. You can talk about how the Packers told you one thing and they're telling other people other things. Mm-hmm. Stop. 
Yeah, just you know, just stop. You know what it is? Aaron Rodgers is like the Scooby Doo villain. I'd have gotten away with was with those meddling kids. That that's who Aaron Rodgers is. He's that Scooby Doo villain where all of a sudden these things that he was able to get away with and the Packers are fed up with. He said, "Man, I could have continued to do this if it wasn't for that meddling organization." Well, you, you got him standing in an abandoned amusement park Absolutely. right now, peeling a mask off. Man, meanwhile, Shabby and Scooby Doo going rah rah Rodgers when it comes to that whole thing. And Aaron Rodgers, that's how he he doesn't mind being the villain. You and I were talking about wrestling before the show got started. He does not mind being the heel. He embraces being the heel because what do heels usually do? They're able to make sure that their evil, evil being necessary for them, in this case, relatively speaking, with Aaron Rodgers, is always going to work for them because the Green Bay Packers let him get away with that. Now that he's made his intentions clear that he wants to go to the New York Jets, he did exactly what we talked about. Hey, Green Bay, don't mess this up. Find a way. This is what you wanted. You want me out of here? Okay, I'll play along. But find a way not to mess this up because if you do, I'll be back in Green Bay because he said he's going to play in 2023. Where? It could be the Jets. But if it's not, hey, Packers, if you screw this up, good luck to you dealing with that distraction. That's going to be Aaron Rodgers again in 2023. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Freddie Coleman in for Chris today, along with me, Chris Carlin. And we are brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. He did, like, on the wrestling front, like, I, I want to go back and actually watch the whole interview and count how many times he used the word love. Because it's like, it's nothing but love for me. It's all love. I love everybody. It's all love. And it just reminded me, he sounded like exactly like brother love. Oh, and he yes. means love <laughs> in the exact same way. Exactly the sentiment he sounded like. I forgot like. about that. I forgot about him with Brother Love. You, you're right. That's exactly the case. And what was Brother Love? A yeah. heel. Exactly. He did exactly how to be a heel and make that work for him. Well, here's the other part now, Freddie, because the Jets have gone out and they have signed Alan Lazard. Yeah. And there are, you know, the reports are from Diana Rossini that uh, they were given a list, a wish list, so to speak, not a demand list, Aaron, a wish list <laughs> uh, that included Mercedes Lewis, that included Odell Beckham Jr., that included um, also Randall Cobb. Here is Aaron responding to that wish list. I heard from multiple uh, people that I trust uh, around the league, players mostly, um, that that there was some shopping going on, that, that uh, they were interested in actually moving me. This is actually the wrong cut. My bad. Here. People want these things to be so true. They're like, I'm in this meeting, you know, you know, dressed in, you know, ceremony regalia, giving them some sort of like handwritten on parchment demand list of people they need to sign. Like, listen, I think objectively, a lot of people can look at Alan Lazard and go, he's a really good player. We would love to have him on our team. Anybody with a brain would maybe call me on any team and go, hey, what kind of, uh, you know, locker room guy is Alan Lazard? Uh, what's his work ethic like? And I'd say, he's a great dude. Anybody would be lucky to have him in the locker room. And if somebody asked me about Big Dog, Kabi, uh, well, I don't even know who else was on that list. I'd say the same thing. And, and Freddie, and he's mm-hmm. asked about Odell Beckham Jr. Who wouldn't want to play with Odell Beckham Jr.? Mm-hmm. So he, while he said, I didn't put a list of demands out there, yeah. now did I have discussion? Of course, this is exactly what yeah. we're talking about. Yeah. But Freddie, here's a bigger problem for me. Mm-hmm. We saw a couple of years ago when Tom Brady left New England and went to Tampa Bay that he didn't make a list of demands, but he certainly made it known, hey, I would like to have Gronk here if we can. Because, oh, I don't know, Gronk is a tremendous 
tremendous player, probably the best tight end to ever play the game, who's won championships with Brady. And when Brady Freddie is thinking about who he wants with him, it's not, let me get my buddies here. It's, let me get a great guy who is focused on winning and is going to help us get it done and win. Okay. Doesn't feel that way with Aaron Rodgers. Now, I can do that if I'm Tom Brady. I've won all those championships. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, this feels like I'm just asking for whatever I can. Yeah. And I want my buddies to be there. And as I put it with Chris yesterday, Freddie, he wants Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard there so they can take notes at OTAs and let him know what he missed. That's basically <laughs> it. In other words, you're saying that he, they're test-taking for him? Exactly. Like you're in the big auditorium at Penn State University. You know that the professor has 2,500 students. can't see them all, so you can pay somebody to be there to take <laughs> notes. That's what you're telling me? Yep. I, I, I'll say this when it comes to Aaron Rodgers, and we know this to be true, that he's only going to make sure that it's all about him and how that's going to make his name, to accent his legacy, whatever that's going to be. I'm going to err on the side of caution when it comes to what you just said, because if you're going to go this route and you're Aaron Rodgers and you want your buddies there, then I think he's going to be there with those buddies because he has to have memory in his head to say, the last time I tried this, where I didn't need to be at OTAs with a team that I knew and players that I knew, it did not end well for the Green Bay Packers. Now you're going to a new team, and if you're not there, even in that market, you're going to hear about it. And you're going to hear about it on steroids compared to not hearing about the Green Bay Packers. The New York media is going to use that as back page. Now, he doesn't care about that. But if you're going to a new team and all of a sudden you're not there and you got other people there that you wanted to bring along to the New York Jets and you're the main reason that they're there and you're not going to be there, he's going to hear about it. But more importantly, he should hear about it from the New York Jets. Because I know from Robert Salah, the head coach, and Nathaniel Hackett, now the new offense coordinator, say, hey, Aaron. I know you know football, but dude, this new situation with guys that you don't know, you need to be here to show them exactly how this is supposed to go and not let others do your dirty work. Will he respond to that? We'll see. But that would be the one caveat I would put in on the New York Jets. I know you know football. I know you know this offense, but they don't. And you need to be here to make sure everybody's on the same page where this thing is really going to work the the way we believe it should work here in New York. Well, of course, all the cuts are from the Pat McAfee show earlier today, and he was asked about that. I give A.J. Hawk credit. What does this mean as far as, you know, your offseason? What do the next few months look like? Well, let's take it one step at a time. It was not, I'll be there at OTAs, let's roll, you know, or anything like that. Well, I'm still under contract. I I get that, (laughs) you know. My intention is to play for the Jets. We're holding up here. But that's an easy thing no matter what the situation is, because you're talking about it, it's an easy thing to address. And, Freddie, this is where I, I, I can't deny that the Jets are better with Aaron Rodgers than they are right. with Zach Wilson. All right. Mm-hmm. But the word enigma mm-hmm. is really the best word to describe Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And when you are what you feel is a quarterback away from winning a championship, is that the guy that you want to be the centerpiece of what you're doing. that okay. That's my biggest issue here if I was the Jets. Okay. I, I, I want a great quarterback. Right. I can't argue with that. Yeah. But I also have to look at what happened there, mm-hmm. what the real issues are, mm-hmm. and why do they want to get rid of him so badly, and why am I going to bring him into a new situation and feel like it's going to be any different when he has shown me time and again who he is. Because this is what desperate organizations do when they have not won a championship. <sighs> I mean, think about it. I've been a long-suffering Jets fan 
pretty much 57 plus years of my life. I've been on planet Earth 57 plus years of my life. They've been a long-suffering franchise where they've done these kind of things. And this all got started, Chris, two years ago when they told everybody who was somebody that Zach Wilson was the guy quarterback. They convinced everybody to say, this is the guy. When people say, I don't know. That Justin Fields guy's there. That Mac Jones guy. No, this is Zach Wilson. He made that wild throw at, at camp day on the BYU oh. campus, and that's the guy we needed. That guy can't play football at all, and he's shown in the first two years. I'd rather Aaron Rodgers throwing the football backwards than Zach Wilson throwing the football forwards because he's shown that he can't play. But this would have never happened had the Jets not been seduced by one throw that a kid made in his pro day. And it's not fair to Zach Wilson that they put him in that situation to say, this is the guy we believe in and we're going to start him from day one when he was clearly not ready for the National Football League. This is all led to this day because this is what desperate organizations do. The Steelers don't do this. The Chiefs don't do this. The Eagles don't do this. Organizations like the Jets and Cowboys do this, where they always try to find that quick fix to try to override the sins and the transgressions that they've made, especially the quarterback position. We should be used to a franchise that has employed Browning Nagel as your starting quarterback. They've employed this guy, Zach Wills, your starting quarterback. So, yeah, that's the pretty girl at the dance now when it comes to Aaron Rodgers because you brought the ugly girl to the dance that you shouldn't have brought in the first place with Zach Wilson. So that's why we are where we are at the Jets. And I understand your apprehension about this, especially with we know Aaron Rodgers' history. But when you're a desperate organization, you do desperate things to try to matter and be relevant to win a championship. And that's where we are today with Aaron Rodgers and his intention to play for the Jets who had no other recourse right, to do Freddie, that. Freddie, you're a Jet fan. Yes. What do you think ultimately of this? Are you happy about it? I'm happy about it because I don't want Zach Wilson being my quarterback anymore. I'm so basically happy you about set it. the bar at anybody but Zach Wilson. Exactly. A B A B Z. Anybody but Zach. That's where I'm at right now. Seriously. And if it's see, Aaron Rodgers and all that prickly personality, so be it. I can live with it. See, my feeling is this is going to be an abject disaster. And I, I think the one thing that people are not talking about, Freddie, and I know he was banged up, but he was out there. The quality of play fell off dramatically. And and there were times, I mean, there was a leak at the end of the year that the Packers felt like he didn't show up in shape. He wasn't ready to go. And I really question the commitment of Aaron Rodgers at this point mm-hmm, okay. to, to going fair. out there and making winning the most important thing. But I will say this, based on how Aaron Rodgers feels about his name and not wanting that name to go down the tubes, that's when it's more than likely, in my opinion, that he's going to flip that and not be the lazy Aaron Rodgers that we saw in his final year in Green Bay last year. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, Chris Carlin, Freddie Coleman, in for Canty today. We want to hear from you next. Your take on what Aaron Rodgers had to say. Are the Jets closer today, assuming that this deal gets done, which, I mean, at this point, (laughs) it's going to get done. Not even the Jets can jet this out. This has to do with the Packers accepting their fate at this point. But are the Jets Closer to a championship, is the juice worth the squeeze? To borrow an overused cliche, but that's what it is. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We're just getting rolling on this jam-packed Wednesday. Also, when we return, some breaking news involving one of the NBA's brightest young stars. But first of all, I want to tell you about... Our friends at Wendy's. Now, when you want the best deal and the best meal, you choose Wendy's two for six bucks. Now you can pick two from some of Wendy's best menu items, including the Dave's Single, made only with always fresh, never frozen beef, the spicy chicken sandwich, 
the 10-piece crispy nugs, or a medium strawberry lemonade. Pair any two for just six bucks. So a Dave's single spicy chicken sandwich, six bucks. Spicy chicken sandwich, medium strawberry lemonade, six bucks. Strawberry lemonade, 10-piece nugs, six bucks. How about a Dave's single with another Dave's single? That's right, six freaking bucks. Wendy's two for six bucks is one deal that lets you pick the meal you want or the price you want. Swing by Wendy's today to get the best deal in fast food. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six bucks for a limited time. Price and participation may vary at U.S. Wendy's a la carte only single item at regular price. Passion, drive and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Please, he's ticked off, Freddie. He's ticked off. That's where we're going now. He's gonna go. He's gonna go and have a massive season at forty years old. Come on, <laughs> come on. Hey, you non-believer, Canty uh, and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Freddie Coleman in for Canty today. We do have a little bit of breaking news on the NBA side, Freddie. John Morant has officially been suspended by the league for eight games for conduct detrimental to the league. It covers the six games that he'll miss already, including tonight with mm-hmm. Miami. Okay. He is eligible to play on Monday against Dallas. Uh, overall, it is without pay. So it's going to cost him about $1.2 million because he was only making 12 this year. His big extension kicks in next year. And, Freddie, you know what? Eight games and $1.2 million right. is nothing to sneeze at. And you remember the league with Gilbert Arenas went 15 games. Um, this is still significant, and this is still worth sending the message that this kind of behavior uh, is not tolerable, even though uh, he wasn't charged with any crime. Yeah, yeah. Adam Silver had a chance to hear what he had to say, but Adam Silver let it be known that they weren't just going to let this slide by, especially when it comes to somebody that many people believe could be the faces or one of the faces of your league, post-LeBron, post-Steph, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. When you start thinking of the NBA, you think of Giannis, you think of Joel Embiid, and you think of John Morant of the Memphis Grizzlies. So whatever that quick help was, that quick visit, 
to the rehabilitation clinic was. From now on, it's all about John Moran and what are you going to do? And it has absolutely nothing, Chris, what is going to transpire in the basketball court. It's about what are you going to do because I firmly believe, remember, this is a kid from a small town, South Carolina, Dalzell, South Carolina, population 3,175 people. This is a clear case of too much too soon for somebody along those lines being that young. How he goes forward beyond that and gets past that and be better, I can't wait to see exactly how that pocket is going to be filled. Cannot screw around with a guy that is going to be one of the faces of the league for the next 10 to 12 years. No doubt. No doubt. America held hostage. You know, those things are just out of my control. By Aaron Rodgers. Day 66. <laughs> That'll Let us return <laughs> to the topic of the day. <laughs> That'll never get old. AJ in Iowa is next on ESPN Radio. I've been playing it for about 10 days now, and it hasn't yet. AJ, what's going on? <laughs> you know, I've been a Jets fan since Richard Todd was quarterback. God bless you, and son. I, I, I think after today, I'm not a Jets fan anymore. Wow. See, here's Hang on a second. Hang on. Let's talk about this, yeah. AJ. Yeah. How can, after everything that hap- has happened in your past, this <laughs> is the break? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, because, because, I, I, because of Aaron Rodgers. I, so on the surface, they benched Zach Wilson because he lost the locker room mm-hmm. because he didn't say the right things, right? That was on the surface. We all know he can't play. He wasn't – not that he can't play football. He wasn't ready. He wasn't mature enough to take on a team. That's like taking on a quarterback is like being a CEO of the team, right? Sure. I mean, it's, it's, there's a lot for a young man to, to endure. But you're going to, tell, you're going to sell me a box of crap <laughs> saying that oh, we're going to replace him with Aaron Rodgers, a guy who only says I, I, I. I won MVPs. I do this. I do that. He has never said we, and he has never said team. So how can you placate that Zach Wilson, the benching was because he didn't say the right things and he doesn't know how to be a team player, but then you're going to replace it with one of, with the most grandioso version of that. Hmm. Have at it, my friend. Okay, I'll weigh in uh, on the other side of this. We've yet to hear anybody that's been a teammate of Aaron Rodgers say anything bad about Aaron Rodgers in the locker room. I've yet to have heard that. For all the things that he's gone through, this has been the organization versus Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers having that personality that clapped back against an organization in which he was mortally offended that they decided to draft a Jordan Love in the first round. But I've yet to hear a player, even after they played with Aaron Rodgers, say anything bad about what a bad locker room guy that he was. So until I actually hear that, I'm going to go on the other side and say, I hear what AJ is saying in terms of he doesn't want Aaron Rodgers part of the Jets. But if you're saying he's going to wreck a locker room, that has not happened all the years he's been in Green Bay. But they haven't won either. I mean, at some point, don't you look at – it hasn't happened with other guys around, but the guy has consistently kind of pointed the finger elsewhere. I mean, look at the way he's treated – the younger receivers after he was the guy that didn't show up. Mm-hmm. I get it. But at the same time, no one basically said, I'm not going to play with that guy or I don't want to play with that guy. I've yet to have heard that. All right. Billy in Houston is next on ESPN Radio. Billy, what do you think? What's going on, Chris? How you been, man? I'm still waiting for you to come and get that cut and shave, man. <laughs> I know, man. I wasn't in Houston long enough. <laughs> I promise the next time hey, I'll do it. <laughs> Hey, so here's my take on Aaron Rodgers. He hasn't beaten Eli Manning. He hasn't beaten Garoppolo. And he hasn't beaten 
uh, host, uh, what's his name, golf, okay. to get to the Super Bowl in the past few years. So what makes – and I'm from New York originally. I'm, I'm, I'm a diehard New Yorker, um, and I have reasons why I'm not a Giants fan anymore. I'm not a Knicks fan anymore. Those are my personal issues that I have with the teams and the organizations. But I'm trying to understand how do people now think or believe he's going to go in the AFC and beat Burrow and beat Mahomes and beat Lamar Jackson uh, uh, and still get to the Super Bowl when he doesn't even – number one, there's not enough talent for them to do that. And number two, I don't care what anybody says, he's not Brady, he's not in the NFC, and he's on a decline. If y'all can explain that to me, I'm good. And one last take, there's only three teams in the NFL that shouldn't be in pursuit of Lamar Jackson – and if you don't have Justin here, if you don't have uh, uh, Jalen Hurts, if you don't have Patrick Mahomes, and you don't have Burrow on your roster, all the rest of them are full of crap. And the NFL needs to understand that. Well, I'm, listen, we're, yeah. we're going to get into Lamar here in a yeah. bit. Uh, because mm-hmm. in about 20 minutes is the first time that teams can legally talk to him. It'll be very interesting to see if there are offer sheets that are submitted to him, Freddie. But as far yeah. as the other part of this... Um, That's the bigger question to me, too. When you look around the rest of the AFC, are the Jets going to be able to get over that hump with those teams? Freddie, for you, as a Jet fan, what does success look like here? The fact that you got to be better than what you were and get into the playoffs and take your chances because nobody in their right mind is going to say Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets puts them on the same line with a team along the lines of the Kansas City Chiefs or the Cincinnati Bengals. I think it brings them closer to the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I think that team could be really, really good in 2023, but they're still below. The Jets may not be on the same line with the Buffalo Bills. We'll see exactly how they can make that work in year two after Brian Dayball leaving to be the head coach of the New York Giants. But to say that he's not going to make them a playoff team, I'm not buying that because I think he clearly will make them a playoff team. Now, when they get into the playoffs, not if, but when, we'll see exactly how that's going to go. But you got that kind of defense. Brees Hall is coming back. You got Garrett Wilson on the outside. And now you got a quarterback that everybody's going to believe in that's going to rally around more than they did with Zach Wilson. It's never good when you ride around the back of quarterback when it comes to Mike White. And they did that. And he won some games. If they can do that with him, I can't even imagine what they're going to do with Aaron Rodgers, who's a much better quarterback than those two guys combined. That's not new news here. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. More of your take on the story of the day. Does Aaron Rodgers put the Jets over the top? And what did you make of everything he had to say earlier today, especially when he said, my intention is to play for the New York Jets? That's on the way. And there are more NFL moves coming fast and furious, including a big one in Dallas moments ago. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Aaron Rodgers said earlier today on the Pat McAfee show he intends on playing for the New York Jets, but the trade still has to get worked out between the Packers and the Jets. It's Chris Carlin, Freddie Coleman in today for Chris Canty on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. You're going to hear from Aaron Rodgers all day long on everything he had to say as we just continue through our national nightmare. America held hostage. You know, those things are just out of my control. By Aaron Rodgers. Day 66. At what point is it not America and it's just sports radio held hostage? <laughs> no, it's America because America is sports and sports is America. It's America. Absolutely. That's fair. Let's hit Jason in Ohio, who's having a very, very good day. Jason is next on ESPN Radio. Hey, Jason. Good afternoon, guys. Hey, Fred, I got to give you props. You're on, I think, every show, KJM, whatever. <laughs> you bring it every time you're on. Appreciate you, Jason. Thank uh, you, my man. This is, uh, I'll tell you what, between Ryan Poles making the moves and Aaron Rodgers, man, it's a great time to be a Bears fan. I'll tell you what. <laughs> you got to be loving life today. Jason couldn't wait for him to get out of that division. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Every Bears fan is now looking to see the next time the Jets play the Bears. Oh, my goodness. They're going to they're gonna look at them and say, you're out of our division. We'll see you once every blue moon. It'll only be one more time anyway. Yeah, exactly. And and they're hoping that it'll be, uh, you know, well after this year when Aaron Rodgers is going to be gone. Yes. Because I don't think he's going to play more than a year for the Jets. I'd okay. be surprised if he did. All right. Hmm. I'd be surprised if he did. All right. Let's hit uh, Norman in Denver up next on ESPN Radio. Norman, what's going on, dude? How you doing, Chris? Good. What do you got? All right. One, uh, you might be surprised because I think Aaron Rodgers will play more than one year with the Jets. And uh, I'm a 72-year-old guy, and I used to really like the Jets. The Jets haven't won in 54 years. I was 17 years old when they won. They haven't had a quarterback since Joe name. Okay, period. Okay. So, I mean, I can't understand – but I can because I've been listening to you for a while and I know how you dislike Dan Rogers, period. But that didn't defer the way you analyze. Okay. Oh, it because doesn't. I promise you it doesn't. I listen, I promise you this. I, Norman, you have my word. How I analyze the situation and how I analyze him as a player is not affected by how I feel about everything he's pulled over the last couple of years. There is no denying the level of player he has been in his career, but there's also no denying what the fall-off was last year. And we could all talk about his thumb being broken, but we weren't talking about that when they were winning games later in the year. That was, they won, what, three, four in a row, didn't hear a peep about it at that point. So when my lasting image is Aaron Rodgers uh, tossing a pick, to the uh, end of the season to the Detroit Lions mm. and his team's not going to the playoffs in a home game? Yeah. Says a lot to me, Freddie. Yeah, here's the deal. And to trampoline of what you just said, the last three times we've seen Aaron Rodgers play at home, it has not ended well because look what happened where 
against the Detroit Lions in the regular season. Had a chance to win that game, get in the playoffs. He did not play well in the second half. The year before that, great opening drive against the San Francisco 49ers, and then he couldn't play dead the rest of that ball game. They lose that game. And then the year before that, we're in the second half, where Tampa Bay was giving it back to him. And Tom Brady threw a couple of picks. He couldn't take advantage of that at home in the NFC Championship game in the third and fourth quarter. So it's very valid to say that there's no question in my mind that the Aaron Rodgers that the Jets are about to get is nowhere near peak Aaron Rodgers. Anybody can open their eyes and see that. But even getting this Aaron Rodgers, who's still close to being an elite quarterback in the NFL, any Jet fan will sign off on that no matter what is going to be brought along with Aaron Rodgers and the personality that he's going to bring to the table. See, this is what kind of makes me sad, Freddie. Why? I don't want this to be uh-huh. just he's better than Zach Wilson. Like, this is how beaten down you guys are. I said yesterday, mm-hmm. I think Jet fans are broken. Yeah, well, you know, you're if, not lying. If we're setting the bar at just being better than Zach Wilson uh-huh. for putting up with this, that's not enough. It's, you know, I know it's not enough, but as a Jets fan, you'll take it. You've gone through seasons of bad quarterback play, Chris Chris Carlin. I've gone through those bad seasons. I can't even tell you what the 70s and 80s were like as a Jets fan, where you were hoping five wins, you were ready to throw a parade down the Canyon of Heroes. So anybody like this, I know this is Brett Favre 2.0, and before he got injured, that was working out pretty well for the Jets. We'll take this because we've seen what the quarterback position looked like the last couple of years. I just got an image of you sitting in the cold at Shea Stadium hoping that Richard Todd can outduel Burt Jones. He did a couple of times in the regular season, (laughs) so I give him that. And I still blame Don Shula for not putting a tarp on the field in the (laughs) AFC Championship game when he knew the Jets could outrun him in that game. (laughs) Listen, there's no doubt that the Jets are better today. Are they good enough? No, they are nowhere near good enough. I don't disagree with that. And I think they are just in this whole situation, are getting played, ultimately. We're going to hear more from Aaron Rodgers, and the NFL is going nuts. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.